Sucks for you, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So funny. Goofballs, man. What a goof. City's full goof. of goofballs. What a fucking goof. goof. <laughs> what a goof. I'm sick of these fucking goofs. <laughs> All these goddamn goofs everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you sound like Midwest Chicago. You sound like Minnesota or some shit. <laughs> Fucking cheese heads. <laughs> Fucking goof head cheese head. Goof heads. <laughs> Fucking douchebags. Is this how we're opening this episode? Yeah. Oh, hey, hey no, douchebags. What's up, douchebags? <laughs> what's up, douche? Hey, douchebag. <laughs> That's how people on the East Coast talk to each other, though. Yeah. yeah. Hey, how you doing, douchebag? Oh, I'm great. I'm great, you fucking piece of shit. Fucking down the street. Absolute fucking. What up, douche? You absolute fucking piece of shit. How you doing, buddy? Mark Wahlberg. How you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we just went from Minnesota to Chicago to New York to Boston. Just in Boston now. We just let the world know you are a geek, goop, nerd, fuck. (laughs) Goop. 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 He's a goop. What's a goop? He's a goop. (laughs) What the heck's a goop? Sounds like a. It sounds like a slur, but it's. Geek, goop, nerd, fuck. Shit. Goop. Goop sensational. Oh, that's a cheesecake. That cheesecake, bro. I have the whole cheesecake mm. one. Do you have all the um belt? Do you have the Travis Scott belt? The belt? How do you keep your pants on when you're <laughs> on stage? Belt. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's like no, Nard no, Nardwars. No. Belt. How do you keep your pants on when you're on stage? <laughs> That's so belt. funny. Belt. <laughs> I love Travis. That's cute. <clears throat> I, I promise we're gonna get started here in a sec. But um, okay. There's just some really important stuff that I'm doing. I am. Right <laughs> Dang that that bums me out. I was so excited to like learn more about him. Yeah. You like so cheesecake at all? I love cheesecake. I love cheesecake at <laughs> nighttime. Kind of real late at night. What's your flavor? Cheesecake could do, man. Cheesecake. Top do, it off man. before you go to sleep. Is that an interview <laughs> of me? What's your favorite flavor? <laughs> uh, original. Like, <laughs> original. What does original cheesecake taste like? Cheesecake factory. Tastes like. Uh, it tastes like s- sensational. Tastes like. <laughs> tastes like cake cheese. Tastes like cake cheese. <laughs> 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 cake with the cheese. But I have a whole ass cheesecake in my fridge right now. Whoa! Fire! Whoa! Costco cheesecake. What kind? Fire! Is there chocolate on it? Is it? You let original. me know. I'll get back. So to you. Get back to me. Original. Hit original. me on the group chat. Like, too sensational. <laughs> <laughs> sensational i'm like ready though to eat that cheesecake mm. to eat that cheesecake well, i'm ready for my wine basket hold up yo hold up. you know i saw the Your two little tickets you got lucky i'm so happy for you i saw I the ticket there for a while too right i saw that i saw that uh, the picture of his ticket, and I knew my ticket was 4:42, and Sarah's <laughs> was 4:44, and so I was like, maybe his is 4:46. Maybe he actually won that shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to, I had to hit Maggie. Up. I bought all of our tickets, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think I owe you if a I bottle of wine. <laughs> I don't drink wine, so I work at a wine shop. But I can get wine for free. <laughs> that's right. You can't get you. That's Wait, a sick job. I work like one day a week at a wine shop and. Uh, on the southwest waterfront. Is it a wine shop or a wine bar? It's a wine bar, but it's like half retail and half 
mm. like porn porn up what oh, up. i was like what half half retail half porn half adult theater half adult theater oh, yeah what? you you spread the curtains and it's like the whole back is just like nasty <laughs> <laughs> nasty. nasty it's just nasty i can't believe there's still a porn theater on division down that's street, awesome down the street from my house mm-hmm. yeah 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 and then there's the Never uh, let it ultimate die. fantasy or video fantasy or whatever on mlk they just shut down fat cobra on interstate fat cobra <laughs> fat yeah that cobra? sounds like a place they needed to shut down they needed to Dang. shut that shit down it sounded like there was mad osha violations going on in there oh yeah damn not good it was a staple though that thing was there for like i don't right. even know how long god damn it time to mute the fantasy football chat they closed down the bowling alley interstate lanes before they closed down fat cobra that's how much of a staple wow. it was. They said, yeah. How much of a cultural... <laughs> it's also across cultural. the street from a school. <laughs> like an yeah, elementary school. Yeah, they said family friendly, fun. Yeah. Mm, sounds like shit. You want weekend plans, something to do on Sunday? Mm. Nah, we give you fat cobra. Something to take grandma to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Take grandma to fat cobra. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, can we use that as a sound bit? <laughs> take grandma to fat, fat cobra. cobra. <laughs> We're going to have to chop that up. <laughs> I will definitely be chopping that up. Chop, chop, wop, wop, wop. Wop. Yeah, so what, what are you doing today? Like, what's, what, what's the rest of the today looking like for you? Is it chill? Yeah, I'm chill. Is it low-key? I have no plans. I need to go to the studio um, and clean because I haven't cleaned since the party. Um, like clean clean you know mm, right yeah. and then uh scrub the toilet s- yeah scrub scrub a dub and then monday my birthday wait tomorrow my yes birthday. that is tomorrow That's monday tomorrow. is tomorrow and if you're listening to this monday is today so oh, monday is actually today. happy birthday to, to you, you. Oh. happy birthday to you, you. happy birthday, birthday dear kendall dale mcintosh oh 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 <laughs> happy, happy birthday to you wow <laughs> That was pretty fire. That was fire. <laughs> so we killed that. Yeah. <laughs> the Godcast. Go- hey, yo. It's Westside Pooty. And stop copying off my daddy. That's facts. Money don't make you fly, God. No, it don't. God is the greatest. It, yes, he and is. Y'all still broke. Yes, this you is are. Griselda. This is Griselda, bitch. Griselda. What's going on, everybody? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Nothing. How are my people? Big grooves. Big grooves? Big, Big grooves. vibes. <laughs> Which one is it? Ooh. I can't always tell. Grooving. Ooh. We grooving today. Waves. We grooving? We grooving. All right, well, let me turn the West Side Gun up. And let me welcome our listeners to the New Music Monday podcast. What the fuck is up? That's what the re- fuck is going on? <laughs> not asking us. Hey. That's what I want to know. Am I asking you Big or am Matt. I asking the listeners? <laughs> I can't tell. Bro. I can't tell. We can't hear I you. I can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> we literally can't hear you. This is pre-recorded. <laughs> Staying live. We out here, man. <laughs> we out here. We listening to good music. We listening to bad music. We listening to old music and new music. Because this is the New Music Monday podcast Mostly with new. Dev and Pax. And today is with Del. Kindle. What it? Pax Del Molino, Dev Del Molino, Del Del Molino. In the motherfucking Bars. Shit. Wow. Say something. Dale Dale. I'm out here spin bars. Dale Dale. <clears throat> Dale. Kendall, how you Dale. doing? Great. So good. What are we here to talk about today? 
music and shit, life, art. Best, yeah. Mm. Best. This is like one of the best. This is the number West Side one. Gun songs. It's this shit is filthy. This shit makes me want to like. WrestleMania are like the ones that were like, yeah, West Side Gun's real shit now. Like, probably WrestleMania was like the first one I heard that was like. Oh yeah, yeah. That's for a me. Slap. For that's me, a full slap. Damn, what was it for me? Oh, it was. Uh, of course, it was Brossface Brippler. Oh yeah, <laughs> that started me down the. Yeah, down the Brawface. Brossface Brippler. Brippler. Whoa. Yeah. That's that shit. Yeah. Anyways, yo, we are. We're in a tangent already. <laughs> We're already in a tangent. <laughs> I don't mind, man. This is a fun episode. This could be a good. Episode. I'm trying to have a fun episode today, um, because we got. As far as I'm concerned, again, family in the building here. And what's up, Sam? Yeah, what's, like, what's, what's, what's popping, fam? Like, what's goody? We're in the living room right now. Chilling. Yeah. This is the den. And uh, I'm just happy to have a, a, a guest on here that's going to change the pace a little bit of conversation and, and just kind of the direction of what we're able to talk about today. You know, we don't have a, a rapper or a singer or a... Or a podcaster in the building. Or a David. Or a David. <laughs> whom we, who, <laughs> it's always good to have a David. A He's David. just his yes. own thing. He's just like David. <laughs> He's just like my man. Um, yeah, we got a dancer. A studio owner. Yeah. yeah. A now studio owner. And a soon-to-be 23-year-old yeah. in in the motherfucking building. In the motherfucking building. Jordan Year. Jordan Year. Jordan Year. Jordan. What are you, Jordan. a Virgo? Virgo, Leo, Leo. Wow. That's me. That's what's That's up. That's you? That's me. You keep, you, you keep track of your horoscope? Uh, ish. That's just ish. for birds. Ish. Do you got like an app? Yeah, I have CoStar. I got CoStar. Okay. I yeah. I don't check that oh, shit though. Yo, CoStar, we you, CoStar you can't get on Android, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's because the iPhone Android thing. is for Where's that wham, wham weak noise? ass. I know. Wham, wham. I gotta pull that shit up. Hold on. <laughs> This is the problem with the app is I got to like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we still working on that one. Yeah, we, we get we it. We still uh, are working on um, <laughs> Trent's sound effects. I find a better app. <laughs> <laughs> just putting the butt of his phone into the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> this app is just called Buzzer. Anyway, um, all right, Virgo. Yeah, Twenty three Jordan year. Yeah. Best basketball player of all time, not Kobe Bryant, not James Harden. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'd... You do you have any more outlandish shit to say before we get started? Uh, the Raiders are taking it all this year, <laughs> even without Antonio Brown. <laughs> SMD motherfucker. Shit. Shout out to Antonio Brown. No, shout <laughs> out to Antonio Brown. You crazy motherfucker. No. I love you. Go Pat. He's on the fucking Patriots, bro. Go Patriots. Let's get us down into some new music. But before we do that, we didn't talk any about the Portland music that dropped last week. A lot of which I really enjoyed. So while we do this, I'm just going to throw on our good friend, Ascension. Fire. Just for the free promo, because why not? Because we love our people out here. And then then we're going to talk a little bit about our new music. It ain't that much besides the shit that we really want to talk about, the albums that we want to get to. So I'm not going to sweat it. But shout out to Ascension. Nomad. Nomad, the EP, out now. Listen, listen to it. And I just got to say real fast that I love that there are 
this is like a six song ep or something and there's like three songs and there's an intro and then there are spoken word poetry bits in between the songs fire i appreciate that that. Mm. yeah that's some shit she's so smart i love that shit so again singles not i actually found a few singles i like this week I was less focused on the singles. I was like pretty was, in album listening mode. I don't know, man. I was not really weekend. into albums all that much. Trent, what was some of the shit that you like? I mean, I know we got the like uh, we got the injury reserve, the JPEG, injury reserve Mafia song, JPEG song. Mafia. That shit was fire. Uh, me and Dad were talking earlier whether or not there's a possibility that Peggy comes out with the album of the year, even though Bandana dropped this year. I think there's a chance. I think there's a very slim chance Peggy still comes out with the album of the year. Yeah, I'm not going to say he I'm not going to say there's chance. no I'm way. I'm not going to say he doesn't have a chance. That's not one of the rappers I'm going to say doesn't have a chance to right. album of the year. But even, even with my appreciation oh, of Bandana. Sense. Yeah. But I got to tell you, man, I don't know about that because I'm still listening to Bandana like crazy like i'm still going to songs and like getting halfway through and restarting the song and like just listening to verses over again and and like you know if uh, it's different it's different parts of the album every week you know yeah i mean back to it if if peggy comes out with an with an album of the year caliber project then like if it's better than bandana or flamagra this year might be one of the best just with those three projects alone might be one of the best years of music i've ever lived in like ever like consciously ending the teens out with a bang i think no well no i think with like 2018 was so crazy for me and then 2019 has also been equally crazy which i thought was gonna happen i feel like because 2018 was so nuts you know not everybody dropped music in 2018 so you know I think uh, 2020 is going to be crazy too, but I think 2020 we are ending the decade out with a bang. For right. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then so yeah, there was that Earth Gang. Uh, I mean not Earth Gang. JPEG Mafia Injury Reserve. Then there was a a John Mayer single. Got an album on the way. John Mayer. Banger. It's like not. A, it's not a dev one banger. single from forever ago. And I mean like earlier this year. It's not a dev banger. It's a Trent banger. It's like you won't like it. <laughs> It's like a Bruce Springsteen esque, like. I don't, know, like, I don't know if I like you telling me what I won't like. I don't think you would like it. <laughs> you can give it a shot. Um, I will. I will Cam- sure. uh, Camila Cabello came out yeah. with two singles. Um, both of them are. They're fine. I don't okay. think they're that great. All but right. the actual the single that, that I'm like, the injury reserve was great, but the single that I'm most stoked on is the Homeboy Sandman uh, Far Out track. Uh, he's got an album, I think it's called Dusty, coming out. Yeah, he does. In like a week or two, and uh, this track is this the lead single is fire, like classic homeboy Sam man, just like talking some shit and not giving a fuck. It's pretty good. And then uh, the Danny Brown single, um, anticipated album. People, oh, yeah, <laughs> I, totally I still think about the Danny Brown single. I still think I'm interested to see what uh, Danny Brown stands think of this new project because I still think Atrocity Exhibition is one of the most. I think it's a good album, really, really good album, but I do think it's an immensely overrated. Okay, so I, I was there with you. I was there with you. I was, I was there. <laughs> I had a really hard time getting over the hill on Atrocity Exhibition, right. and I'm still not like. I think I'm it's still really not good. like all the way there but holy shit that album is really good the album's great i mean it's a great album but i don't think it's like it's not to pimp a butterfly it's not to to pimp a butterfly though 
which again i just like i realize every day or every year maybe like how much of a cheat code to pimp a butterfly is yeah or just how not i'm not even gonna say that literally Kendrick's how much code. better it is than the next best album right it is I think then and like and it blows next, my mind to think about. To be like, honest with you, the next best album to me is is also a Kendrick album. It's, it's good, good kid. City. Yeah, and then it's like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, and then it's like a couple albums I can't name off rip, and then it's a Charlie Exhibition. I think that like some, I think like. Well, possibly I don't like should I go outside is better than atrocity exhibition for me like there <laughs> yeah it is there's relax dude I think Earl <laughs> has better projects than Danny and I don't, atrocity exhibition is really good I don't but, think that at all and then Danny has like six that are all great and then triple X is good which I think is actually better than atrocity exhibition so I don't know I you're still wrong I think that uh <laughs> all right that's fine you can say I'm wrong, but <laughs> these are opinions Remember, Kindle. These are opinions. <laughs> and one is wrong and one is right. No, it's... <laughs> um, but yeah, that's about it for singles. Um, yeah. So, really quick. I, sorry. What did you think about the Dirty Laundry single? What did you think about the new Danny Brown song? It's fine. I mean, I think it's like... Fine. I don't know. I'm not... doesn't get me that stoked. Yeah, definitely. When, they, when you put out the track list... Or not the track list, the like feature list, there was like a bunch of buzz about like who's going to be on it. There was like... Blood Orange is going to be on it. Oh, yeah. There's, I can't remember all the names off rip. And then, like, Q-Tip is the executive producer on it. Yep. So yeah. I'm, like, stoked. But this single doesn't really get me that stoked. Like, it doesn't <laughs> up the ante for me at all. It He definitely sort of um, zigged a little bit where I was zagging, like, thinking about what I would want from this album or from this song. So I still feel like i like it but i'm kind of in the same space with you where i'm not like in love with it yet but for me it's primarily because i'm not sure if i if i really heard it all the way through yeah. if that makes sense you know sometimes i hear something two three times before i hear it i think there's like a dynamic person like danny brown like a lot of like a lot of like weight is put on him to put out something really interesting like right off the bat and this song is like not that interesting to me like mm. it's like a good song but it's not <clears throat> it's weird it makes me it just like, like not know what i'm gonna get from the album yeah like i like so i'm sort of been asking myself where does he go after atrocity exhibition what does this next album possibly sound like and this album and this song doesn't really answer those questions for me <laughs> like right. i'm still pretty like okay this could just really go anywhere so i like that I, I I feel mostly positive on the song. Yeah. Um, That's still fun. My my I'm 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 buying Danny Brown stocks, is what I'm saying, Trent. Okay. I'm buying. Oh, the thesis. If I if I was a oh, and the thesis. Obviously. The thesis, which uh, we'll talk single, about. Yeah. I think more at length, maybe when we get Kayla J in here. Yeah, but it's worth noting if you haven't watched it, it's on the fader. Um, it's yeah, it is. The yeah. Link, the link is like all over. If you follow anybody in the Portland hip-hop scene it's you'll find the link <laughs> yes everyone's posting about it everyone's posting it's about great. it go to um, dame dollars the thesis by win yeah featuring versatile ill immaculate kayla j damian lillard damian lillard <laughs> dame dollar dame dollar um, um great track great video oh and the video directed by riley brown produced by riley yeah. brown uh, um, who we've had a friend of the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yo, shout out Riley. We're podcast. We're godcasters. We're godcasters. 
It's real life. Ah. All right. So that's singles. Out. And again, the video is, is really awesome. And yeah. I think shows a f- like really cool representation of Portland with each of the different rappers yeah. having their verses in different parts of the city. And then a big mass congregation of them and all the Portland rappers that I really know of down at Pioneer Place. Um, Raph does like a backflip. And Raph does a backflip. Oh. <laughs> does like a whole ass backflip. I watched him do that backflip <laughs> live. That shit was hard. Wow. Yeah. Um, so that's really cool. And that's like a really historical moment for Portland hip hop because, you know, like I've never seen a bunch of people just come together like Voltron on some shit like that in Portland with that much sort of um, weight and attention behind it. And, you know, having someone like the point guard of the Trailblazers to be a part of that song, right. you know, is, yeah. is, is really kind of nuts. Um, so big shout out to all our people that were involved with that. And it was fun to it was fun to just see it, mm-hmm. you know, see it happen. Unfold. Unfold. Word. So shout out them. Um, Trent, do I get to do I get to start? Yeah, go for it, dude. First, yeah. All right. Well, can we really quickly just note that we're not going to talk about it at all? Post Malone put out his album. Oh yeah, let's get this out of the way. Post not. Malone album. <laughs> did you like it or did you love it? I didn't like it at all. There was one song I loved <laughs> called Saint like Tropez. Some, yeah, Saint Tropez. That song is fire. Other than that, Dang. you can keep the whole thing. I don't want it. <laughs> It has some wild moments. There was an Ozzy Osbourne and Travis Scott. That's like the worst song on collab. Yeah, and that song it's was so bad. I've wow. not listened yet. Yeah, it Ozzie was a and it was Travis. Yes. Yeah, it was a Shit. it was a crazy train. It's weird. For sure. <laughs> it's um, really weird. There's a future Halsey like oh yeah, tried to spaz and it didn't work. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird. It's a weird project. The baby had actually kind of a fire. We just talked. No, and then I hated that the most. Actually, I hated hearing the baby on a song with Post Malone. I think if you take the fact that it was Post Malone's song out of it, the baby's song and that song made me want to kill myself. Um, (laughs) I feel like people are flipping the script on the baby real quick. I feel like no, I'm still my stocks are still in on the baby. But as soon as those stocks start touching the stocks that I have in Post Malone, which are none. I'm starting to sell my baby stocks. I'm selling those ones. That's what I'm saying. People are flipping the script yeah. real quick. This dude is. He's baby is on everything right now. He's hopping on. He thing. wants money and like yeah. one Post Malone song that he didn't even ruin. If it oh, wasn't yeah, Post yeah, Malone, yeah. If it's I'm a, if I'm the baby, I'm taking that Post yeah, Malone. Feature. I'm that not song. blaming him. And actually, I don't think he's even that song. The baby might go number like one for like 20 weeks. Yeah. Like, um. Anyway, so that came out. We don't need to talk about it anymore than that, really. But. Last episode, we declared him as one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Yeah. It's him, DeBaby? Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, no, Post Malone. Ed okay. Sheeran, and uh, Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus, of course. Four oh. horsemen of the apocalypse yes. raining down, taking their Shit. sights. Let me take your culture. Yeah. Of the, of the appropriation yeah. apocalypse. Yeah. Y'all big not liking Posty right now. I don't. I think Stony is a good, actually, is we, actually we, a good we, album. We do. We. I, I don't dislike I, Post Malone. I definitely Malone. have some guilty pleasure, like Post right. Malone, ba- like material, like a bag I could get into really fast. The bag yeah. is is the album Stony. And, 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 and honestly, I like songs from all the different from all the albums. So Be- far, Beer bongs so. and Bentley was trash too. I don't want that. No, that's got bangers on there, no. dude. My AP going psycho with fucking. No. Uh, come that on. song is bad. 
Oh, well, I'm a psycho fan. Oh, that's a I fucking see, banger. I just saw that song live. Trent, we always come back to this idea of singles. Basically, singles can um, maybe make or break an album, can certainly maybe spoil or not necessarily ruin an album, but... Right. And one of the major proponents we talk about that is uh, the single being the best song. That's the thing that we've always come back to. Like, if the single is the best song and it comes out before the album, it's tough to, like, sometimes that just deflates the experience of listening to the album a lot. So, Trent, I'm curious to know what you think about, like, the first song on an album being the best song. Uh... Is, I don't you, mind do like it. I don't mind it that much. I mean, as long as it's not the best song by like a mile. Like, if it's it's fine to open uh, up on a really yeah. high note. Like, I'm I'm okay with that. But if it's like that song's awesome and the rest are like really pale in comparison, then like that sucks. Like, that makes me not want. I mean, obviously, it's it makes you just not really care, like want to listen to the rest of the album. So I think yeah. we're on the same page. I think we're on the same page because I can think of like in recent memory, um, like Freddie Gibbs' last album, Bandana, freestyle shit was one of my favorites. Like really close to my favorite song, probably. But I just appreciated that it opened up on a high note and then mostly sustained those high notes for a lot of the album okay and then you know you have songs like palm olive which are arguably the best song or you know i i've also stated that situations was you know up there for maybe number one or fake names or something like that so there's something to back it up with right freestyle shit was definitely one of my favorites and then i think probably my biggest example is kendrick lamar to pimp a butterfly i can confidently say that wesley's theory is my favorite song on that album and then for free, the second song is actually one of my favorites as well. Like, it's up there. All right. But obviously, the rest of the album follows it up. So it's not like a situation. Uh, it's not a, It's not circumstance like um, like uh, the Clips Lord Willen album where like I always go to that intro and I listen to the intro and I never really listen to that album. So I think we're on the same page there, right? Like, it, it can't be yeah, far and away the best song I'd like that to, might make it. Right. I'd like to know. We're on the same page in the theory that you're talking about. In the not, theory, not, not in the examples, not in the that, examples that I'm using, <laughs> which is fine. Yeah. I will back that. The Lord willing one is. That's wild. No, the in, that's wild. Come on. Play is the same. The rest of the album is awesome, too, bro. Come, come on, bro. All right. Anyway. So I say all that to say. That's wrong. <laughs> 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 I say all that to say. That uh, with this Earth Gang album, La La Challenge is probably my first early favorite. And that's what you're hearing in your headphones right now. Um, I mean, I do think, I mean, I think it's a, it's a good song. I don't think it's, the, I don't think it's like, I didn't even put it in my, like what, when I make my playlist for like, so I can reference things through, for the podcast, I you typically choose my favorite songs off a project this was not in, in that <laughs> list <laughs> um yeah i love i but, love like i well i like with a lot of the songs on here that there are kind of like these phase changes so the song will start kind of slow and then like build up to a really fast pace right and then somehow they they double that too yeah. like later on in the song then they do it again and, and like double up even faster and, and go crazier so i particularly like that on that song but i also loved the last song wings 
Mm-hmm. Um, I also loved the song with Baylani. Oh yeah. Shout out YG. Um, shout out YG. Shout out YG's church slippers. Shout out <laughs> <laughs> and his toms. Yeah, and his toms. <laughs> <laughs> and if we dip back into the singles, then this is an interesting case of an album where like I really respect the singles. I don't think I can think of in recent memory a group of singles that I liked more than what came from this album. And sometimes I have an issue if a song came out like more than a year ago and it's on your album a mm-hmm. year later, or if you've released too many singles right. for the album, because then it just feels like I'm not hearing, I don't know. I just rather hear it all at once, experience it all at once together. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be honest, I feel like they dropped a good handful of singles from a while ago or in different spaces. They weren't that all stuck just like- came out a while ago. Yeah, yeah. So this song, Proud of You, we've, we've heard, it's been out for at least like six months now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but I like that there are different, like, like another single, Up, which they dropped as an official single last week, was actually a song that they did on a YouTube performance, right. live performance the, the colors, months ago. Yeah. Yeah, on Colors. Um, no, I think, and it, it, I think it, it's fine to have, like, even a, large handful of singles even though this only had like three or four i can't remember but um, stuck proud of you up probably all of them i think that's it and one that's a fine amount of singles i like wouldn't have a problem with three if it's like a 14 track album like that makes sense to me yeah um but i think it's also fine to have a, a, a larger number of singles as long as the way that the album is composed and how they're placed in the album that that structure is benefited by the singles like where they're put in the album so like Mm -hmm. it's okay to have like five singles as long as they're put in the album in a place that they are helping the album move along the right way it says a lot to me when the when the single takes on a sort of a different form exactly when i actually hear it with the rest of the song yeah so i feel like as long as that is accomplished that's one way to go Okay, like these these singles, um, you know, they work in one way on their own, and then with the album, they still match up. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the biggest things I want to compliment on this project is that, um, you know, I've only had a couple to a few listens. Here's another nasty fucking phase change in this in this song. Um, so just to, just to support my point even more. But um, one of the things that I loved about the record is it's still pretty early for me. Like, I've only had two to three listens. Right. Um, And I think clearly when you listen to the entire album, there's some sort of thematic value Mm -hmm. for the project. And Mirrorland is sort of like its own concept. I'm not going to say this is like a concept album because it doesn't sound like one or anything. But it sounds like there is an idea or a a mind state that they had going into it. And I heard them talk a little bit in interviews about, you know, like them sort of taking some... um, Some inspiration from like the Wizard of Oz and shit. I was going to say there seems to be like some sort of, yeah, tie to like... Just even in the, the sonic value of the music, there's like a tie to like circuses or like burlesques mm-hmm. or something like that yeah. very like new orleans jazzy yeah. kind of like yeah that kind of shit 
So I, I think there is like some sort of concept there, but I think there certainly is. But the nice thing is that I don't feel like I have to get it or get into it yet to right. feel like I like the music on the album. The music stands alone and makes its own artistic statement as a collection of songs. Yeah. Um. And and like, that's where at least in the first couple listens, like I already can feel like this is a pretty good project. Right. I'm, no. Yeah. It is. I'm pretty impressed with this group who i've already been a fan of a long time and know that the two members in the group are like really talented and especially johnny venus Venus who is is like a just a performance monster right um i'm even impressed like having already been a big fan yeah um so i would say for someone again who who really likes earth gang music and has been following them for at least you know a year and a half two years now that this is this album is, is is very much a statement to me because I feel like they've come like a really really long way. Dude, Their music was not nearly as like dynamic, right? Twenty fifteen was album, like if you ever. listen to Strays with Rabies, that was the first thing that I heard from them. That was twenty fifteen, and then you listen to Rags, I think it's Rags, called, the Rags, which is royalty. Yeah, so you if you listen to three those three projects in like consecutive order. The growth is like insane. Insane. Because yeah. I I always really wanted to like Earth Gang, but right. you know, listening to entire projects, especially Strays with Rabies for me, boring. It's like, really boring. Honestly boring music. And it's crazy to think that group is this group. You can it see is, why like why people had faith in them. Like they, they had like bars and they had a semblance of like creativity but it wasn't like they were doing anything that much different and they, mm. they probably didn't have the resources to do that much no, crazy no, no, shit. no. or there's just, like a lot of live instrumentation on this album a lot of like horns this isn't all done like on a soundboard or a mixer this is like a lot of people had like hands in this yeah yeah so, I, I feel that way too so yeah i mean it's it's crazy i felt like they were really like kind of backpacky when they started yeah. and just kind of like almost boom bappy in a way and and now it's like I don't know. They're, they're the production at least has just like gone crazy. And, and again, Johnny Venus specifically is really like coming to his own as, yeah. you know, I don't want to do the, these guys are like outcast 2.0 type thing. Right. But obviously there are like some similarities and obviously they would take inspiration oh, yeah. from, a, yeah, from a group like that and what they're trying to do. It's very obvious, like the fashion and the, the way the music sounds. I don't feel like it's, in a way that I don't like it, but um, it's clear to say that I just don't want to be the guy to like, oh yeah, like <laughs> these guys are the new Outcasts because oh, Outcast has it's a group of two guys. It's a group of one two of rappers, sings, and one, one of them's kind of weird. Outcast 2.0. <laughs> one of them's got a lot of hair. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> um, so that's my take on the album. Uh, Trent, did you did you like it? Love it? It was uh, okay. No, I, I liked we'll it. I liked it. Uh, e- edged it more towards loved it you know like i didn't i don't think it's gonna be in my top 15 of the year or anything but i do think it's like it was probably the best thing that came out this week i mean yes it, emphatically for me the best thing that came out. i'm this not week. emphatic about it i really like the childish major project but i do think it was like it's a good album and it's something that they should be like pretty stoked on and that people like the dreamville team in general should be happy that they have these guys on their label yes dreamville is coming way more into form than i ever honestly had faith in them doing so right um you can really see like 
the emphasis that Dreamville puts into like developing their younger talent. Yeah, and stuff. yeah. Sounds like a weird like basketball. They're the they're thing, the but, like, they're the San Antonio Spurs, Portland really Trailblazers, Golden State Warriors of the yeah, rap game where they, they really develop are. they develop the they develop the, the roster. You know, yeah. um, do so, you like Ari Lennox? I love. Oh yeah, love yeah. Ari. Yes, Shea Butter Baby. Still oh. up there in my in my top albums still. of the year. It's probably up there still. One of my most obsessively listened to albums of the year. One of my favorite albums ever. Oh, Period. there we go. Period. And she's Period. on that pink, big pink vibe too. Yeah, like she, she loves the color pink too. Just Ooh. like my friend here. Big pink vibes. Big pink yeah, she's fire. That album's crazy. I just could sh- all summer shuffle. Yeah. Shuffle. That's summer. a that's a very shuffleable album. Yeah. Is it not? We've so gotten many bangers. We've gotten some very good like alternative r&b music this year yeah 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 i'm 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 like tempted to make a top 10 just r&b list too because there have been like because it's worth making it's really worth it yeah yeah Yeah. Um, i agree and i also again we talked about this a little bit last week but i like that it's it's it doesn't have to be like frank weekend type r&b yeah like uh, there's been a ton of projects out there this year that sort of play the middle between the different kinds of R and B that I like. Right. So that feels like to me that like uh, R and B is finding a space in like the right now of hip hop yeah. that sounds. It doesn't have to go out of its way to be different. It doesn't have to go out of its way to be traditional. Is what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. You know, it sounds like right at home, right here, right now. I'm glad that a few different artists have been able to sort of capture that. For real, that, yeah. that 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 sense of um, of good, dead ass, <laughs> dead ass. So, um, it's your time to shine, Trent. All right. So, well, I want to start out with saying that, um, Enth. Oh, this is we're this going is, straight to Enth here. We're gonna talk to Enth while I'm doing this. All right, review right All right, Mister Kyle French, Mister French. If you're listening, which I'm sure you are, because you're a good loyal friend. You care about the pod. Friend of the show, honestly. I, I respect you and I respect your opinions, even though you're wrong a lot. And you might be wrong about this IDK album because you gave it a one out of five. You gave it a one out of five. I don't think it's like astronomically like a five out of five. Like this is the best album of the year, but dude. Okay, so it's not a one out of five and it's not a five out of five. There's so three numbers leaves, in between that there. That leaves zero, two, three, and four no, on the board. It's not a zero. Okay, so it, it leaves, leaves two, two, three, three and four, four on the board. Well, Let's see where he goes from let me, here. Let's let me, see. Let me Let's explain and then I'll I'll place it on that that scale. So IDK, formerly JIDK, uh, has put out a number of like self-released projects, but this is his first Keep in mind, this is his first major label release. This is through Warner Brothers. Um, he's a title affiliate. He's like yeah. working with Jay-Z and shit. And um, and the album's called Is He Real? And I, I want to stress that this is a major label release because... A first major label release because this is like a weird concept album to make your first Warner Brothers release. It's about like the existence of God. And... I feel like a lot of labels probably wouldn't want that as like they have a young artist, young talent. I don't know if they would want that sort of like think piece album as their first, you know, big show out. Mm. And um, but they let him do it and IDK did it. And if there's one thing that IDK has consistently done in his time as an artist, it's like really be honest about what he's saying. And sometimes it comes off as a little bit corny. 
sometimes it comes off as like pretty profound and i think this album kind of like falls right in the middle of that where it's like if you're an idk fan it's pretty pretty dynamic it's pretty interesting and it's it's a good concept but if you're not really into him yet or maybe have some like you know you you don't really like his sound yet yeah i can see why nth said this is like a really like fake woke album but i don't think that really messes with the sound of it i think that the the like sonic appeal of the album is fine and when i was listening to it i kind of found like there's two states of sound in this album there's like and i couldn't really think of like better ways to put it but there's one state is like the actual state like and this is like within the concept of like is there a higher power is there god which is referenced a million times in this project there's a little there's a little bit of contradiction in the concept of the album there is is there or isn't there yes right and it's kind of like the navigation of like figuring that whole thing out which i've heard a lot of artists do in the past it's not really the most like revolutionary idea but it's interesting enough so in the actual state okay there is the actual state and there's the reflective state and in the actual state the music substance is about things that like idk might be witnessing or like he might be like a part of so there's like a lot of rapping about like money and like all the like vices of a famous person you know uh, getting to getting to the famous point like partying drugs money watching friends you know drift away or whatever and the sound of that state is like all the stuff that is like more trap influenced like it's a lot more like heavier uh like drum patterns and stuff and like i'm looking at songs like 24 is one porno is one like um there's one called michael uh what the fuck or something michael what the fuck is like the second to last track those songs are a lot more like heavier and a lot more like uh like trap influenced and i think he does them well i actually think that's where idk's strong point is like he's he has a lot of energy and like i think like this song is probably my favorite song on the album and um and in this like actual in this actual state i find that he's kind of like drawing influence from like can look at the stink face like he (laughs) likes this song and i like it too and i think it draws a lot of like inspiration from like um weirdly i got a lot of like yeezus like inspiration like i got a lot of kanye a lot of kanye vibes kind of kanye rapping and yeah so that's the actual state the reflective state is where he's kind of like reflecting on all of the things that are happening in the actual state so like he's talking about why those vices and those things that he's navigating might help or hinder the idea of a higher power or might help him get into heaven or like what will stop him and those songs typically are a lot more expansive in sound there's uh, i felt i like got a lot i got a lot of like good music like good music the label like yeah, yeah, yeah. like influence in general but specifically like kid cuddy like later kid cuddy i found that there was like a lot of like that sort of like singing and like expansive synths and like not a lot of like really soft like drum breaks and stuff and the that part of the album is probably the more like interesting part of the album like concept wise like it, it does enough to keep a person who cares about a concept engaged but it's not like the most like i said it's not the most like redeeming when you he's telling you what he's talking about it's not like you're figuring this out or anything like Mm. and when you put those two states together it makes for a fine album i don't think that it's the worst album that you know so it's not a one out of five it's not a one out of five 
I don't think I think that there are high points and I think the floor is like pretty low though like there's really boring songs on this um, I'm trying to think of the one off the top it's called like after or something um, my, my problem with this album isn't even the isn't even that there are boring songs I'm actually not bored with any of the songs on the album okay anything else well I just want to uh, there's this one the last thing I want to say is I can see why Nth had a problem with the concept of the album in that like there's a lot of like dumb like tropes used to like explain his way through this thing and so like there there's this part where Tyler the Creator's talking about like is there is yeah. there an afterlife? Yeah. And it's like funny because it's Tyler the Creator, but it's not actually enlightening at all. Like it doesn't really help you understand the concept at all. But the last track, there's this part where he's talking about this thing that I've heard a million times where it's like try to he says like to his friend try to describe the color red without using another color without saying red or using another color like the visual aspect of red and the friend's like i can't do that like that's impossible and he's like well <laughs> it's like the weirdest like way to draw the concept to like i don't know he says his exact words are if we as a society aren't advanced enough to know exactly what a color is because we might be seeing different colors because you can't explain it to me. I can't explain it to you. If we're not advanced to know exactly what a color is, how can we say that God isn't real? And that just like doesn't have anything to do with that. Like, <laughs> Where, where's your where's your app? Can I can I get a womp womp? I know. Womp womp womp. So, <laughs> the, the ideas fall short and there's like a lot to be desired, but I don't think the music is necessarily that bad. I think there's like, there's a, a handful of, of like pretty good songs and there's a handful of songs that aren't that great and it's not like it's a super long album like the you know the big day or whatever like chances album it's not like it's like oh there's too much to digest it's just like not the most dynamic album and yeah. the um, length of the album also not a problem for me i think it's like yeah i think mostly, it's a fine length. i think it's a good length um if I had to give it like a number, I'd, I'd say it's like a three out of five. I don't think it's it's a 70. It's a it's a C. It's like an average album. And he's shown that like he can do some really dynamic stuff himself. I, I think that uh, I Was Very Bad, which was his last like mm -hmm. full length project, was actually a really good album and had a lot of like the same kind of like criticisms on the stuff he's talking about in this album. But like related to like real life and the actual state of society and shit and it was actually like really dynamic and pretty interesting and pretty empowering so i don't know i don't think like i don't think that like nth i'm writing off idk or anything i just don't think it's like it's not a top 10 album it's not a bottom 10 album it's like whatever it's somewhere like, in the middle it's somewhere, somewhere in, the middle. in the ether yeah <laughs> i just don't like the um the again to pimp a butterfly syndrome that some rappers get that makes it feel like if i have this like large concept to the album shut up danny brown that you know it's it's going to turn this album from a good album to a masterpiece or a great album to a complete masterpiece like that's the missing link is an is a really big grandiose thought out thesis to the pro to the project mm -hmm. um when really, I don't think that is the thing that sets, you know, To Pimp a Butterfly 10 miles apart from the next best album. It isn't the, the concept of the album so much. I mean, that's one of the reasons why a Lupe Fiasco album is so good is because he's so good at hammering home those kinds of big thought out concepts. 
but that doesn't turn an album that is just I into some really profound piece of work, especially when the commentary on that album is kind of cringe. I don't necessarily think that if the concept of an album like isn't that great that the music then suffers because I don't think that the album it's the sound of the album is bad like that's why I think it's a three out of five the concept like a zero out of five but the the sound is like four so I average it out and give it a two and a half three it's but the thing about that is that IDK is such a like expository rapper like I'm going to really jot my thoughts down into rhymes and while I think he's a, a decent rapper I think his pen, sorry, I'm sidebar a little bit here. I think his rapping isn't as good as I feel like it was on the last album. But again, the the sense of the idea of the project is going to permeate the lyrics, which is a focal point for him on the album. The fact that some of the points that he's trying to make are are, are borderline bad to me, you know, at least in some moments. Some moments are better than others. But again, the sense of the lyrics and the idea being such a focal point of the album then permeate the lyrics because that's how he raps because he raps like Kanye. And then because that isn't hitting for me, like then the music does suffer because the rapping is suffering for me. And I don't think this album is short of like pretty awesome moments. Well, but I think if you stripped it of that and kept all the lyrics the same, I don't think that that's permeating the lyrics in a bad way. I think that's exactly the album he was trying to make it's just no, it i came think off it permeated I, 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 I think it it's like tossing the good out with the bad in in some cases again there are there are moments where like i'm like all of this that i'm hearing production lyrics the rapping the features that was on this song like there are entire songs that come together for moments that i really enjoy so that would be like porno that would be lily that would be um the problem that i have with what you're saying is that there's why are you giving it a three out of five? There's nothing that you said redeeming about this song other than that there's like three good points. Like, no, I, mean, I don't like, know why you like this album at all. Like, it sounds like you don't like it. <laughs> well, I'm looking at it like this. If there's one song, there's probably like one or two. There's one song I hated for sure. There's one. And then there's probably a couple songs that I thought were okay. There are like three songs that I thought were honestly kind of outstanding. And then I think this thing is, again, just not short of moments that are memorable that like are worth even taking from this album so if i don't even listen to this album that much moving forward for the rest of the year like there are still pieces of the album that i'm going to enjoy probably for the rest of the year so again it's like there's moments where he really comes through there's moments where he really disappoints me and again jack of all trades that's what it really comes down to it it's like doing everything it. decent Sometimes not, never really fully impressing me with one area of his craft that I think sets him apart from the rappers that he clearly is influenced by on this album. It sounds like a lesser version of the Kanye's, the Tyler's, the Childish Gambino's, and so on that I feel like he's taking from. You know, it's like, why wouldn't I just listen to them? No, I'm not... Let's talk childish man. I'm not the guy that's supposed to answer that. <laughs> I would really quickly. I would love it if we could go back in time and you hadn't listened to this album and I could just strip it of like three the the intro, the <laughs> outro, and the middle song with Tyler the Creator. 
I bet if I got rid of those three songs, you wouldn't be saying what you're saying about the concept permeating the lyrics and making the music. But that's worse. the point. Those songs are no, on know, the album, and they do like they. Do, I know, but you're the pro. Like they're the gonna give the rest of the album a different tone. That's not how albums work, Trent. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Ludacris went hard on this verse, didn't he? No, this no, song no. is the worst song. This song is the worst song yeah. on the Childish Major album. All right, Childish Major, Dirt Road Diamond. Um, last album, Woosaw. Pretty good or really good? Or last not good? Last album, Woosaw? Yeah. That's good. Got me hyped for whatever he puts out next. Is this album better than that album? Uh, Yeah, it's pretty good. It's interesting. You said it was a slapper. It is a slapper, but um, I'm just salty about the whole last <laughs> conversation. I'm actually like pretty salty. Feeling so much salt. <laughs> Should we just move on? Uh, no, the album's good, and uh, I think there's like a lot of similarities between Childish Mage, like stuff you can't overlook with Childish Major, where he sounds similar to like Asmino or Saba, and like it gets kind of lost in the shuffle with like those other young. Um, dynamic, like a lot of intricate sounds, rappers right now. But I think the difference in his music versus theirs is that, I guess not so much Saba, but specifically Smino. I see there's a lot of like correlation and why people have asked me if when I play Child's Major if it's Smino, and I'm like, no, this is Child's Major. And I think the difference that I find in it is that the production is wildly different, and that it, you have to remember Child's Major started out as doing production work for a lot of big artists he yeah. produced you know by whatever the fuck his name is oh you ain't yeah you ain't even know it yeah he produced that song and like so all this i did not know that all this music that he puts out is self-produced and self-released and it's that makes it more dynamic to me um yeah he seems like a really talented dude yeah like i mean i've been following him kind of closely like i know usually when he's dropping something but um yeah, I mean, he seems like a like a like a well-rounded talent, basically. Yeah, I haven't really finished listening to this album, so that's why I don't really have much to say on it. But I mean, I know you you dug it. Um, you can. Tell I'm, I'm feeling like encouraged to want to listen to it more and kind of soak it in. Yeah, you can tell he's respected. His features are always pretty interesting. And I thought that Ludacris feature was pretty hot. I didn't. <laughs> I just, Ludacris is just Fear Factor guy to me now. Like I don't find him interesting at all. Is he hosting Fear Factor? I don't know if he is anymore. He would. He was for a long time. He would. He would. You're right. He would. He would. All right. Um, that's the new music of the week. So, what up? Hey, <laughs> hey y'all. <laughs> How you doing? Thanks for hanging in so there with good. us. Yeah, of course, of course, always. So, we're fresh off of the like grand opening yeah yeah of your grand new studio opening. crazy grand opening bash crazy. and 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 what is the name of, of of your studio portland dance exchange pdx 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 baby. that's pretty that's pretty clever PDX. I, I can't lie like when i saw that official i was like that's pretty good look for the pink door <laughs> yeah studio with the pink door paint the city pink paint the city pink that's what yeah, you told me i did <laughs> So you go into that front room and it's just like, it's pink. It's pink. pink a lot of pink, pink going on. Yeah. I had to do it. You know, I was going to hold back and sometimes you want to, you know, kind of be a little too, you know, please 
please everybody. Yo, some people don't like pink. And then I was like, fuck it. <laughs> no, nah, man. It. Like, it's got to be your it. thing, right? I'm doing it. That's, a, that's branding out. 101, right? Yeah, if exactly. you can, like, make a color, like, your thing. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, so that's... We did it. That's a, that's a really... It's a really great way to make your, your stamp on, on, on your own environment. So absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's, it's, it was fun to like, just see it. <laughs> like no, it was it fun was to go in there and like, I mean, it's just a dance space, but it's, it's like, I don't know. I feel like it represents so much more to you. Yeah, it definitely does. And it was so dope having y'all there for real, for real. So thank you for coming. Oh, we were, yeah, we were happy to show up. Sorry. We didn't dance more, but oh, you know there will be time we're there not time. we're not as natural dancers as you oh. are so dev i've seen you dance <laughs> <laughs> okay we're not as um eager to dance as 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 he was you voted are. best dancer yeah i know yearbook, so. he really was so he yeah, over here yeah. he over here acting like that. <laughs> okay oh <laughs> uh, whatever <laughs> so i don't know i think it's it's really cool to have a young entrepreneur in the room today like that that's really cool to 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 look at my friend who i've oh. you know known for years and just be like wow like studio owner yeah like yeah. young Crazy. you know like business person like legitimate like when we talked to riley it was a similar kind of idea where obviously he's turning his craft into his business now and mm-hmm. like but the difference here is that like we've been in your business like this is like a space and like you it's your space and you get to do like whatever you want with it it's that's like interesting to me and like i don't know anybody else that like is a peer that has the same kind of deal going on right now so yeah it's kind of crazy it's still really like it's just starting to become real to me and Mm -hmm. yeah i'm really excited just to share space and create safe spaces for people and make art and just like celebrate life to the mm. fullest every day. Um, what would you say has been the like the hardest part so far about mm. turning Portland Dance Exchange from an idea to like a reality? What would you say yeah. has been the hardest one of the part, tougher parts of that process? I think the hardest part is just um, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Like just Mm. being cool with not knowing and like that's okay not to know and that I've never done this before. So of course I don't know and Mm. I will learn and just trusting that. Um, Yeah. Trusting that I will grow and yeah, it's uncomfortable to grow. And you got to put a lot of faith into that. Yeah. And you go in and blind a lot. Yeah. Especially something so early. Like absolutely blind. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That but be scary. But you know, just having to trust yourself and. Um, What's been like your biggest help in that process so far? Um, my family's helped so much, uh, being there for me and like supporting me and my community. Like our community is amazing. The Portland dance scene is like unlike any other dance scene I've ever seen in the world. Um, and you know, like. I haven't traveled that many places for dance, but the places I have traveled, it's just the energy is different and it's still great. And like, it's still our community, but like Portland specifically is does everything a little bit uh, different. doesn't? Yeah. So special, so special. So 
it's exciting to share that with them and also someone who's like kind of knew myself to the, to dance in general. I mean, when you look at really the grand scheme of how yeah, long I've been absolutely. in the community, not that long. Um, I've been dancing for six years and I feel really, really fortunate that I've been able to make a living as a dancer, as a background dancer and as an educator. And uh, I feel really lucky. And that's also one of the reasons why I really wanted to create a space is because uh, financially I could. And uh, if you can, like, why not make space for other people to be able to do the same thing? Mm-hmm. Right. Know? So, so uh, that's interesting because I like what made you want to have your own space for this sort of thing? Because I know you are like, you were, you're like a Vega faithful, like that. I Absolutely. mean, that's where you did your, that's, that's where home. you did your dance, like for yeah, that's all home. those years. I mean, that's where you started and ended. So yeah. like what shout out to what, Vega Dance Lab. <laughs> shout out to Vega Dance Lab. Yeah. For uh, like what, the home. what do you want to see different about your space? than everything else totally totally so the biggest catalyst for me creating a space was um i have a kids dance program so i teach kids and um my kids are like my everything and we've kind of been homeless for the past three and a half four years Mm -hmm. so we've been bouncing around from different studios studios have closed down we've had to move studios have not had space for us so we've had to move Um, I've had my kids at different studios throughout the session. Um, So it's just kind of been a lot. And so I was interested in finding a space for them. I was interested in finding a space to grow that program, to be Mm -hmm. able to have something that I know, I know we're going to be here in the next six months. You know, I don't have to worry about finding another space in three months. I don't have to go through a middleman to find schedule times with the kids. Like I just, I know what's happening. And then also on top of that, um, wanting artists to get paid more, wanting to personally get paid more as an artist, wanting to pay people more as an artist, uh, um, and wanting to throw events, just a lot of different things that um, that I'm passionate about that having a space just would, I mean, wh- why not kind of? I, yeah. I, I want to so support you, my people. And Yeah, you, there's a difference between being like an advocate for something, like wanting something to happen and pushing for it to happen, and then being the person that gets to make those calls. Yeah, and totally. Like, yeah, absolutely. That, that seems a lot more convenient probably for you to be yeah. like, I get to decide this now. Like, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So do you see like kids' classes as sort of a, um, um, a, a market that, you know, like, can you you you'll 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 sort of tap into through this or like yes, I'm that is to, something that maybe you'll specialize in yeah. that you know there just isn't a ton of places for right now yeah totally um i think the difference between my kids classes and a lot of the other kids classes i've pretty much ever seen is a lot of the time when you think kids dance you think of like competition kids in their little outfits mm. you know they're all it's it's all competition based um it's like a like pageant culture yes very much like that and i think there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you want i think that's awesome i know personally i for it, yeah. wouldn't be i wouldn't have danced if i had done that as a kid that's just not where i grow that's not my mm. like i'm not i don't work well with that type of competition like mm-hmm. yeah um 
So I wanted to create a space where it was not competition based for kids. So we, it's very much just us as a crew, me and my kids and they learn choreography and learn some foundation and have fun and don't have to worry about looking perfect for the performance. We, it's still very low key. Um, and chill low pressure low pressure and they just get to come once a week and like dance just move and it's like i tell people my classes are a little bit more of like like just kids it's just kids it's Mm -hmm. not like the like it has to be like dance kids you know it's like they're kids who want to dance right so a a form of therapy yeah a form of education yeah a form of like um, exercise exercise community space it's not just about practice yeah Yeah, it's not all like i think there's basically no matter how you want to move no matter how you want to dance i think it's awesome some people are a little bit more like you have to be training this specific way you have to look this specific way um i am just like yo your grandma wants to take class, you know, like let's dance with grandma. <laughs> like, um, are your friend down the street who's never taken class? Let's do it. You know, like, Oh, you're a training dancer. Let's do that too. Um, I think that all of that's awesome. And so how do you deal with like real, real beginners? Real, like, real how beginners? do you deal with people who really don't want to like dance? if I, <laughs> if I just like walked up in there, it was like, teach yeah. me how to dance. Yeah. I Cause how would you deal for with both me? of us is like, <laughs> it, Oh, man, there's Yo. like a there's like a a level of awkwardness. There's that, like a, you know, totally. a, a mental barrier that I would over. have to like really bust down to like yeah. get yeah. up and start dancing in front of people. <laughs> how, yeah, do you, how do you think, work with that? I think that first of all, the person walking in has to be interested at least. Right. You know, you can't really just force someone to like of step in that awkward environment because <laughs> then it will become guess what more awkward. Way more awkward. Yeah. <laughs> surprise. So, <laughs> surprise. Um, but if they're like willing to put themselves out there, I always tell people the hardest part about taking class is getting into class. Mm-hmm. Like walking in the door. Mm. Is because you're at home thinking, "Oh shit, I'm not going to do this right it, now. Yeah. I'm going to stay home." <laughs> so you're not coming to class and, you know, that's where the pressure comes from. But once you're in the studio, it's just it's all about movement. It's all about just enjoying yourself and learning. Of course, you're not going to be picking it up super quick or like you know, killing the choreography the first day if you've never danced or never taken a choreography class or never taken class from that teacher. You know, you could be a, a training dancer and take from a new teacher or learn a new dance from the same teacher. It's mm. going to feel different the first time you do it. So it's just trusting your body and like letting yourself look crazy, right? right. You're going to look, yeah. you're going to look wild at first. And that's the point. Like look wild, have fun with it. And then eventually you'll be able to hone that in and like, Mm-hmm. take some stuff back and like add a little bit more and you know where your body moves now so you know that your extension can go that far and you can push yourself and you'll get more familiar with the same like foundation of movement that is underneath all like hip-hop or whatever style you're learning mm-hmm. um so you can kind of like lean into that and know that like okay i can i can go back and i know this move i know how to do this so i can add a little bit more here um yeah, we're all students. You never stop learning. I mean, unless you mentally check out and say, I'm done learning. Yeah. Um, but, like, <laughs> right. you, you're like, but basically, you're always learning. So, yeah, I just tell people that. I'm just like, come in, just check your ego at the door and like have fun. You don't need to look perfect. 
um, just enjoy yourself and know that like if you want to become good at anything, you have to practice. Right. You have to like put yourself out there. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I tell my kids um, that you're if you really want to learn how to play the guitar, you're not going to like look at the guitar. You know, mm, I'm not yeah. going to be like, oh, look, I'm so good at playing guitar because I was looking at it. Yeah, was- mm, you got to pick it up yeah. and you've got to be shit at first. You have to like play the guitar and not know what you're doing yeah. and also pay attention to the baby steps. And then from there, go up. You can't just go to like an advanced class and be like why didn't I do that well? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, you can throw yourself at it, but like just also be gentle with yourself and patient and of course you'll get good at it, you know? So. It's like walking into like physics 301 and being like, what's up? I don't know I'm nothing just, about physics, but I'm about to ace this course. Yeah, it's you're like, like hey, no. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to just stare it. at this pendulum real hard. Velocity. <laughs> Schmelocity. Schmelocity. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, of course, I'm a big God. I I am like the biggest fan of that method of learning. Like the you just got to start wherever you're going to have to start. Yeah. Like you're probably going to be bad or at least bad at some parts of what you're trying to accomplish. Um, But if you don't just start it, if I don't just start a new thing and keep up with it on a weekly monthly daily hourly basis then i just won't learn yeah you know and i won't i won't get more you'll never get more comfortable and most times that is the thing that really pushes it all through Mm -hmm. is the level of comfort or effortlessness quote unquote you know maybe you make things look effortless when you get good at them and that's why those people are really good at what they do. I'm just a big fan of that method of, of learning. You don't really get there until you've put in just like some relentless hours right. yeah. into it. Yeah. Even prodigies, like people like people talk about these like prodig- piano prodigies. Like yeah, yeah. It's not that they're born with this like innate gift to play the piano. It's just that they found an interest and practiced at a younger age than the next person. Yeah. They got really good at it by the time they're seven because they started when they were four or something like that. Like it's yeah. not, you're not born with any gift like that. That's mm-hmm. it. It all comes with practice and it's super daunting. I hate to make like any argument against like the, the age of social media or whatever, but it's like it, the, one of the only things that I really have a problem with, with, in, with social media is that the access to seeing people do things really well is so easy mm, that like, yeah. especially like I think of it in terms of skateboarding. Cause I've been skating so long, like kid eight years old has an iPhone can w- watch anything on the barracks or thrash or whatever, mm. see how good everyone is and have the expectation that like people don't post. I'm going to be that failing. good. Right. I, I'm going to be that good when I start, but the, the, actuality of it is that you're gonna suck when you first start and you're gonna fall a lot and you're never you you might not and then you'll think you're not you're yeah you you don't have that you don't have the gift yeah whatever so yeah i mean one of those things though that like you feel like in starting this business that you weren't very good at to begin with right oh so many things Uh, or what's (laughs) something that you'll know you will have to get better at now that the Mm. business is you know, in swing. Public speaking. Oh, gosh, really? <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I hate speaking in front of crowds. Yeah, especially with a mic. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, like that, that's a thing. Um, marketing myself, I guess, like on social media specifically. Um, mm. 
like trying hard on social media yeah like getting i need to get a good crew together that like knows how to do that and i have some people um that i'm like super excited to connect with and work with but like i've never been like i don't know all of that Mm -hmm. social media stuff i don't i'm not like a big poster um and i i need to like post more and all that stuff so Mm. that's a big thing and that's also something that's fun it's just scary to put yourself out there you know right and and social media is so one of those things that's like oh you're gonna put yourself out there and then people won't always respond yeah yeah and that's part of that is very much part of the process yeah it's like you but you still gotta totally you you still have to do it yeah you you have have to do do it it. with consistency and with um something that you have zero problem doing enthusiasm yeah right um you know if if, if you can't be enthusiastic (laughs) about what you're doing it's gonna be really 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 hard to get anybody else to be enthusiastic about it and that's what people want they just want people to be like i'm just like screaming a fan of them you know and it's like you don't really get there for a long time, you know, Yeah. or just, it takes, it really takes some things to happen for you th- that don't happen for a lot of people. And either it just happens to people because they're lucky or they, or it happens because people worked really, really hard to get to those spaces. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I mean, thank you for a great Testament I, I, to just like repetition routine to putting yourself out there and not really worrying about the final result of things. Um, you know, until you get to a certain point as often as I can like push that statement out to people. Yeah. You know, I will, because I feel like I live that all the time every day. Mm -hmm. Self-promotion is like really, really hard. It is. Yeah. And it's, and it's not always the most rewarding thing either. Yeah. Yeah. So that's That's what hype up your friends, y'all hype up your friends. That's why I also, yeah, it's like, I've also really started to just, promote my friends more whenever I see possible. Yeah. Thanks. You know, cause Shut it's, <laughs> cause it's hard. It, I mean, yeah. cause it's like, damn, you know, I wish I want people to do that for me. So I'm just gonna, yeah. you know, make a habit out of doing that. And you know, I, cause again, I actually not, not even from that st- standpoint, I just know how difficult it can be at times, you know, yeah. cause sometimes you work on something really hard and people don't care about it as much as you do. Yeah. Like yeah. seriously, like, Sometimes I will I'll look at somebody, you know, put they put an album out or they put a mixtape out or something I'm like I only have like whatever it is, like six hundred followers or something. What are the odds that somebody who hasn't doesn't already know this thing is gonna check it out? But I'm like, there are odds there. So just do it anyway because you're not yeah. hurting anybody. Like And sometimes that's not even the yeah. point. Right. Because I think that same thing too. I'm like Bro, I know not one of my fucking <laughs> followers is going to click on this thing, go there, yeah. read what he said, and like it. Right. Like, sometimes I'm like, I just don't have anything to offer some people because it's like, you know, I'm not like a, I'm not a Cloutstagram <laughs> account, you yeah, know, that's but, the, but, that part. you know, you st- I, I still go through with those things because you realize it's, it's not necessarily about that. Mm-hmm. Um, It is a little bit more about just like, I don't know, supporting art or just supporting the things that you know and are passionate about or people that you know and are yeah. passionate about. More often than not, or, it's me just expressing the fact that, like, I fuck with your shit. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, and yeah. that alone is, a, is a, at least it's enough of a statement to that person. Right. That, like, hey, I'm willing to just... I'm willing to just support, even if it's passively. Like, I'm just going to support this. So, Word. yeah, sometimes I see 
posts on Instagram. I don't even read them before I share them on my story or something because yeah, yeah. I just know it's on site. Like I fuck with, you know, certain people like that. And, you know, it's just good business to, to, to show love and, you know, get love back when, when people want to give it to you. People want to give love back. You know, that's not really something that you're going to control. Yeah. Um, who's, who's, are you going to be teaching most of the classes? Who, I mean, who's, yeah. do you, I don't yeah. really know how yeah, a yeah. dance <laughs> studio works that much. So basically <laughs> we have weekly staff. So Monday through Friday, we have, all of this is new information for everyone listening. Oh shit. Uh, Exclusive? <laughs> Open your We're fucking ears, ears bro. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, okay. Work. Open your ears. Um, so we'll have weekly classes Monday through Friday. Um, each class will be an hour 15 instead of an hour. Um, just so that we have a little bit longer for warm up for mm. groups at the end. Um, learning choreography, just that extra 15 minutes, I think is super important. I hear people wanting that. So we're going to give it to them. <laughs> um, and so three classes a night, um, from six to seven fifteen, seven fifteen to eight thirty, and eight thirty to nine forty five. Um, I will be teaching, I believe three classes a week, mm-hmm. um, of those. So that still leaves, quite a few to other teachers, other awesome staff members that we're going to have that I'm going to be announcing um, in the next week or so, I think. But yeah, some bomb, bomb people teaching. Um, And also I'm going to be having lots of rotational classes. So those are like our set staff and then rotational classes that will switch teachers every month or so, month, weekly um, rotational classes to get new styles, new teachers, um, new people to Portland if they want to teach lots of, I'm trying to get lots of people from out of town also when they're here, mm-hmm. um, supporting them, introducing them to the Portland scene if they're not from Portland or not familiar with Portland. Um, cause we got something special and like more people need to be coming here and seeing that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, when I went to LA, you know, I met a lot of people. I went to LA in June and I met a lot of people, um, networked with a lot of different dancers and, I told everybody about the studio before it was even announced and everybody in LA was super hype on it. Like all these really big names, really big people in the, um, LA dance scene and the, you know, public eye of dance. And like some of these people have like 4 million followers, you know, like Hmm. these people are huge fucking with your shit. Yeah. And they're like (laughs) hype with it. And you know, they're not used to the Portland energy. And so it's exciting because another big thing is like, you know, I'm trying to help in whatever way I can in this lifetime put Portland on the map for dance a little bit more. You know, like Portland's already dope, obviously, but like if there was only two dance studios in Idaho, is some dancer from LA gonna fly to Idaho to mm. go train? They're gonna are they gonna move to Idaho? Yeah, especially right. if it doesn't have Ain't its nobody own moving. scene and community yeah. that's supporting it. Yeah. And Something that Riley said a couple of weeks ago is that venues, spaces, yeah, like are actually a really important factor in the equation. Commodity for yeah. that camaraderie, for that, um, you know, just that for even the the space for a community to to take place and take mold. So yeah, the more that we have that are doing things unique and different and providing opportunities for people. Yeah. Um, the more likely that is to happen for us. And I yeah. do feel like that's something that can happen. For these us. things are these crafts and like 
and skills, these are all like intertwined. Like Absolutely. the more people care about Portland hip hop, the more people will care about Portland dance, the more people will care about Portland fashion. All these mm. things are important and we're doing all of them well. Yeah. The more recognition we get on one, the more light it's going to shed on another. Yeah. And, and that's, that has been kind of the problem is that those like not everybody sees how connected those things or yeah. like how crucial those things right. are to one another. Exactly. Or how much of the same they are. I think the further Absolutely. that we, we yeah. you know, invest in, you know, mingling those communities yes. and those spaces yeah. and those art forms. Uh. You know, the more likely we are to have a um, just a, a profile that is dynamic and all-encompassing and successful, and, and, and successful exactly, mm-hmm. and and successful because you know Portland people are multi-talented, multifaceted in in different areas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's you know not something I'm willing to say about every city. Yeah, like the city yeah. is very different, and I, I want it to. To, to be different and relish in that um, in that difference. So yes, that's amazing, man. It's amazing that thank you. Like you, you just like starting this this little journey. Yeah, not little. I'm trying. Big, I'm journey. Big, journey. big journey. Um, do you have any ideas for your space outside of like dance? dance? Yes. Yeah. Like, do you hope to use your ooh. space for dev? Ooh. Anything else? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I really want the space to be for basically any and all artists. Period. That's so awesome. I want y'all in there. I want my a big, big dream of mine right now is to do um it's Portland Dance Exchange. I want to do an exchange um of all different arts, but I really am passionate about getting local musicians, Portland mm-hmm. musicians in and doing weekly or monthly um, like live music exchange with people like open mic. Um, Like, so I would go into your studio and there would be musicians from the city playing and dancers from the city dancing and enjoying the music as well. Exchanging. So my dream of all dreams (laughs) is to do like put your name in a hat. So like, dancers uh-huh. names and hats people who want to dance yeah and then the musicians mm-hmm. um and you know it can be freestyle from the musicians point too so it could be just you know they're just freestyling or it could mm-hmm. be Something. a cover or it could be a, yeah. one of their songs um but they them playing their music and then whatever dancer so pick a name from each hat and have them That's just awesome. collaborate. And it would and be sort of a just off a, the top. A kind of a impromptu thing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, just two people. So it would be like, ooh, we're, we got, you know, this amazing dancer over here that's doing tap. You know, we have TJ Yale is doing tap. Shout out TJ Yale. Shout out TJ um, Yale. <laughs> doing tap. And then we have, oh, my friend Sierra Sky. Amazing oh, Sierra. Artist. Shout out Sierra. Yeah. Shout out Sierra. Um, I don't know that one. Singing. Um, and they have to collaborate, you know, in the moment they have to work together and create some art and then, you know, leave it in the space and on to the next. Leave and see it all what else, on the, on the awesome. dance floor. See what else happens. So lots of things, you know, like having a space is such a privilege and I'm really excited just to like use that to help artists grow their platforms as well. Like that's a really big part of this is, um, I know being a background dancer now in the Portland scene um, for also drop, drop your drop, 
plug the people you back up dance for. Absolutely. So I did background dance for Frankie Simone, um, Portland queer queen of pop. She's bomb. That's a dope title. Yeah. High priestess Portland of pop. Portland queer queen of pop. Yeah. High priestess of pop. Damn. Um, she's bomb. Some alliteration. So, and then, <laughs> and then Andre, Andre is an awesome Portland native. Um, also known as uh, what, Young Chef. Doughboy. Doughboy. Yeah, he's Doughboy. Doughboy. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Andre. Doughboy. Top ramen. <laughs> top ramen kid. Yeah, he's bomb. Hey, no, bye, bye. With my top ramen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's fire. Um, and, you know, he just turned 18 in like, yeah, oh, wow. in March. And he's he's so young and makes all his own music. And like being with him in the studio or just being around him when he's creating because he's just always creating um is so crazy like he'll just make he'll be like come show up to rehearsal and be like hey y'all i just made this song uh, <laughs> uh, an hour yeah. ago i just listened to this rough draft and it's like bomb i'm See, like what it seems like a guy that's always coming up with ideas always art- constantly you know, artistic ideas yeah i'm like yo you're crazy and like can sing can rap makes i love his music in general and it's mm-hmm. crazy because like all of it basically is unreleased so yeah i'm just like holding on to that playlist that i have that he sent ah, me because yeah. it's fire and it's crazy right and he's about to get he's in la he just moved to la for um a couple months we'll see how long he's there but getting signed and putting himself on the map and then he's coming back to portland right when he's done just to like shout us out you know he's he's here for portland which is also really fire yeah we definitely Um, need that in the city because he's gonna be so famous (laughs) like of course he's gonna be so famous and it's gonna be really cool to have him be you know supporting portland so much so i definitely see you as someone with a lot of talent a lot of enthusiasm for what you do a lot of passion for what you do i think you have a lane And I think you have like a really cool community and great connections. Like, thank you. That's probably one of the key things for you that I think is really important. Like, people know you, and long before you were doing this, and like, and like I mentioned your name in an unfamiliar space, like, if people have seen you, they know you. So, (laughs) you know, when I met Kindle, you were like roller derby. You were the roller derby chick. Yeah. And when I would go anywhere here or Seattle (laughs) and I meet another person who does roller derby, there was like an 80% chance if I dropped that name, Jesus Feist, that they're like, oh my God, I know her. I love her. Oh, I, oh, I used to watch her compete on like, (laughs) like that kind of shit. So that matters a lot. And it's cool to see you at the focal point of this business that you're starting because you know, I just think you're the person that is, is really going to make this thing move and do well because of you, because you're such a likable and, and talented and, 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 and passionate person. Thank you so much. Oh, <laughs> the best. I'm really excited. Yeah. Kendall. Yo, Macintosh. What up? What up? <laughs> All right. Do you have a website? Do you have an Instagram? Do you have anything? Yeah, we have. So our Instagram, Facebook, Portland Dance Exchange, if you look that up. Um, you'll find us. We just broke 500 hey. on Instagram. Ah! Yeah, crazy. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> our website will be published soon. And yeah, classes start first week of October. So if you're interested in learning, dancing, just trying something new, getting out of your comfort zone, 
challenging yourself and seeing like, you know, what you can do, being impressed by yourself, um, <laughs> pull up and dance and exchange with us. If you're an artist, if you're a musician, all of that. Okay. All artists. Fire. And if you're and Fire. if you're lucky, you'll you'll catch us there doing something hey. cool. Hey. Hey. Something cool around. that we haven't exactly yes. nailed down to an idea yet, but, but we'll get really there. Cool. It'll be really cool. <laughs> All right. Anything yeah. else you would like to say today, Kendall? I just want to say thank you. Like y'all are really fucking cool and also doing your thing. And um, I'm really glad I know you and really excited to be here. Really excited to create with y'all and just do cool stuff. Like Portland's lucky. We're going to do some cool stuff together. I think we got a lot of things coming. Yeah. yeah. It feels that way. So feels that way. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for coming on to the show. <laughs> this Jeez. is uh, this is where we say our goodbyes. Um, thanks for listening to the show. New Music Monday podcast at Loudpacks, L-O-W-D-P-A-X, at Dev Del Molino, Dev Del Molino, uh, at Kindle.Macintosh, hey. at Portland Dance Exchange. Hey. Um, I can't wait to repurpose and repackage a lot of what we have recorded here and uh, get some good Instagram clips out of it. Get some good YouTube material and all that shit. So shout out to you for listening to the end of this episode all the way to the very end. Hey, you're a yeah. true fan. If you're here, you you're, we fucking rock with you. So hey. we really appreciate it. And thanks again for coming on to the show. Thank you so and much. And season three, episode four in the motherfucking books. Peace. Hallelujah. Peace. Hey. Hey. <laughs> all right. Hey. Hey. <laughs>